0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue on with our third watch recap series. We're into the sixth episode of the fifth season. This one is called Surrender, first aired on the 7th of November 2003, written by Scott Williams, directed by Nelson McCormick. And it's another interesting episode. Probably better than last week, but will it be better than other episodes? We'll soon find out. My name is Ben, and don't look at me like that. <laughs>
1: my name's darville and fuck i forgot my quote again but no but no i didn't hear that bit in the yeah. episode
0: what bit did they say that in the episode was that a sally line when they had <laughs> fuck i forgot my quote again <laughs> underrated sally quotes fuck i forgot my quote yeah. again Um, I wonder if he ever did that, like, in the middle of, like, a reading, like, fuck, I forgot my line again. Um.
1: (laughs) No, he probably said crap.
0: Crap. Yes, exactly. That's all he ever says. Um. Yeah, look, this is a, a, a solid episode again. Like, I keep repeating myself over and over again about these episodes that, you know, kind of the first nine or so episodes of season five are just very Grace Foster. They're just there. Like, you know, they're nothing that they're going to stand out of the test of time we're going to be talking about at the end as the best episodes. But I mean, they're not bad either. So, you know, it's just right. season five, isn't it? It's just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah, pretty much. And we, we, I mean, we kind of, you know, again, we ended on a, a pointless cliffhanger. We're going to get the conclusion of that pointless cliffhanger in just a second. And, uh, we're going to end on another pointless cliffhanger of this episode, too. So, um, you know, it's, <laughs> and like, cause we don't get any two parties this ep- this season, do we? We've already established that. So it's kind of like, um, actually, we do. Family Ties and Family Ties oh, Part Two. Of course we do. Right. Yes. See, this is why you're on this show and I'm terrible uh anyway uh so i don't know where i'm going with any of this so let's get into this uh it's kind of one of these ones where the episode starts off essentially with the ending of the last episode so we've got this explosion with the flowers and um straight away we see sully go to davis davis is okay of course he's okay um and then judge runs inside uh nita's on the ground she's crying it's all my fault and then sully's basically like look the further away from this the better." it's going to be um and yeah the the housekeeper not in the best of way so um clearly it's not going to be good for her Cruz is in the hospital um and she's getting checked over um by the doctor and uh she's got the bruises and everything and uh I guess essentially you know she's just implying that she's been bashed at work she can't miss any work at this point but then Cruz admits that she's going to need to have a rape kit. Um, and this is when the Doctor obviously becomes a bit apologetic. And you can just tell Cruz like, this is a lot of the reason why Cruz doesn't want any of this done is because she doesn't want to be treated any differently. This is what we're going to find out in this episode, which I think right. is, it's you know, again, plays into this storyline well because she's built up this image and reputation to herself and she's going to assume that people are going to, like, sort of play the... Like treat her like a victim, and that's kind of what she doesn't want, isn't it?
1: Right, and although, I mean, she she is a she is a victim, though, of this in this particular instance, mm.
0: which I think is done well. Though that, like, I'm sure this is a legitimate thing with police. It's like they're they're used to, I guess, enforcing the law. So, when they come to a point where they've got to, they've themselves been a victim of a crime, it's hard for them to kind of, I guess, you know, be on the other side of things. Like, I know, for example, like, if if I've been invited onto a radio show or something and somebody's interviewing me... Like, it's, it's a different experience because, like, I'm used to being in control of a show or I'm used to asking the questions. So it's not something that I exactly am entirely comfortable with. I mean, let's be honest. I like talking about myself, so I'm going to do it anyway. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a different experience for me. So I guess that's kind of the way I can connect the dots there with it. Um not trying to say they're the same thing, of course at all. But anyway. Um we have the credits. Uh the doctor lays the uh the box, like the the evidence of the rape kit, I guess, on the table for her and leaves, and then Cruz says to Monroe, like, stop looking at me like that. Like, don't look at me like I'm a victim. And this is where she says, I've taken, you know, eight years to prove I can look after myself. Um, you know, and when I'm through with this guy, we won't need the evidence kit. So she's basically going to go out there and try and fix it herself, and kind of that's the implication here with everything. Um, Davis is in the ambulance, meanwhile, with the housekeeper. Kim's in the back, uh, and then they have to pull over because she's coding. They kick Davis out. And, um, you know, the housekeeper is sadly going to die. Spoiler alert. Um, Sully and uh, the judge are in the car. They're both kind of having conversations with themselves. Sully's saying that we must have been gone for like 30 minutes. How do they know? They must have been watching the house. And then uh, the judge is essentially like, oh, how long have I known Nita for? It must have been 19 years. Uh, and then she eventually asks, like, where are we going? And Sully's like, I don't know. And they're going to eventually end up going to his house as we're going to find out. Um, as Cruz and Monroe are leaving, Davis is there, of course. Um, and then sort of Davis is asking, like, what are you two doing here? Uh, and then the, then Lou shows up and kind of, you know, everyone's showing up here just when Cruz obviously wants to be anonymous with all this sort of stuff. And then, uh, Swirsky, yeah. you know, talks to Cruz and Monroe and is kind of like, what are you two doing here? You better not hit me up for overtime. And then Cruz obviously snaps and is kind of like, yeah, this is what this day is about me getting some overtime. And then I do like the way she snaps at Monroe and is essentially like, you know, of all the hospitals, you had to bring me to this one, which I mean, it's a valid Where point. else was she
1: supposed to? Where else was she supposed to go?
0: Well, I mean, I guess if it was the closest hospital. But, I mean, again, at the end of the day, like, if that's a hospital where everyone else goes, um, like, you know, you don't want to go to that one. Like, if I'm in Cruiser's situation, I'm going to be like, hey, don't take me to the hospital where everyone we work with goes. Um, but, uh, again, great acting by Tia Harder, Just, like, just, it's just subtle little thing yes. that she does. Like, kind but- of just... the the slouchiness, the sort of the way she walks away, like, just the look on her face, and, like, the makeup department has done a really good job of kind of roughing her up a little bit to kind of, you know, obviously see that she's been a victim of this crime. So everything about this is is done very well, and it's it's portrayed very realistically, I guess. Sadly. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, sadly, you do want, yeah, exactly something like this um, to be as realistic as possible. So... You know, yeah, I guess as, as kind of you can do. Um, so Sully, meanwhile, is on the phone to Swirsky saying that he's going to have her at her, his house just to protect um, a bit. And then um, we find out about the housekeeper that she has died um, and Sully uh, is going to lie. I think I'm skipping ahead of that scene, aren't I? S- meanwhile, sorry, Sully's just gotten the judge back to his house. And then we get a, a bit with Munro with Cruz and, uh, Munro asking Cruz if she wants to come upstairs. And, um, then Cruz basically says, like, we're going to go back there tomorrow because his insurance details are there and we're going to find this guy and we're going to arrest him. So Cruz doesn't want to give up on this, even though what's happened to her. Uh, this is where Sully's nope. on the phone to Swirsky, I should say, um, mentioning that she's, he's got her, the judge at his house. And that this is also where Swirsky tells Sully that the uh, housekeeper died and Sully lies to the judge and says that, um, she's okay so that she can get some sleep. And this is where she also says, my name is Barbara. You know, you can keep calling me Barbara. Now, when I first, every time I see this, I'm thinking like, is Sully a bit of a dick because why doesn't Sully offer his bed to the judge? Like why is Sully making her sleep on the couch? But then I realize like when we see this scene the next morning that he's sleeping out in the lounge room on the couch as well, like on the the lazy boy next to the couch. So yes. I'm always like is Sully a dick? Like offer offer her offer your bed to the judge, Sully. <laughs> but <laughs> not quite what happens there. I don't know if you've ever like nope. you ever think that or <laughs>
1: Like, what, why he didn't offer her yeah. his bed? Yeah. Oh, I, actually, I actually thought he did until you mentioned that.
0: Oh, right, okay, no, she's um on the couch. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, you have someone over, you generally offer your bed. I mean, I'm honest, I'm a yeah. dick. I don't want people sleeping in my bed. I want the bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm definitely Sully in that situation. Um, The thing that I don't get with this storyline is it's kind of implied that these two are like a bit flirty, or a bit, you know, like are they? Excuse me, are they going to end up together? And again, it goes nowhere. Yeah, I mean, you was, I
1: mean, that's especially spoiler alert. The case, uh, isn't it? At the end of episode seven, when she rolls up to the diner that he frequents on her motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. And goes in, and goes in, and he, and he's in there.
0: Yeah, it's.
1: And then we just forget.
0: Yeah, and we well, you, you're, you're right. Like, you kind of, well, you as you were going to say, I interrupt you, but like, yeah, they kind of forget about it, and it's kind of like, it's even implied then with like Davis in like the next episode saying like, "Did you and the judge do the following?" And it's kind of like, well, it, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, yes,
1: <laughs> I remember that. Did you and the judge a do this? B do that?
0: Or well, how about C? None of your business. And like, look, I'm not saying like. I feel like I come across sometimes as a person who says, like, every storyline has to go anywhere. And I know I've had this conversation before, like, no, not every storyline has to go everywhere. There are definitely occasions where you can leave things open-ended, but this is just one of those random things where it's kind of like, well, what's the point of this? Because it's kind of, it's done over, like, multiple episodes, and you've got a fairly big-name guest star in Anne-Margaret, and... Like, why do you sow those seeds for something? It's, it's again, it's the, it's the faith argument. Like, why imply that she's paralyzed, only for her to bugger her off for about 10 episodes and come back and everything's fine and dandy? Like, yeah. yeah really? I don't know. Just a few little things Who that knows? kind of irk me, but hey, look, it wouldn't be an episode without me whinging. Um, speaking of, uh, Yoka, she's in bed with, uh, Fred. She says she's going to cancel that appointment. Fred then says that she, he thinks it's a good idea that she goes to see the, uh, the shrink. Um, and then, you know, they sort of have this conversation about how they can talk to each other. But, you know, there's things that she won't talk to Fred about. And then, um, you know, Fred, uh, Yokos is like, I'm not going to go. And then Fred's just kind of like, look, then don't go. And then she kind of comes around and says, will you go with me? And Fred's kind of like, absolutely. It's kind of like one of those conversations I think we've all had with somebody at some point where it kind of, You know, you just calmly just let the other person talk and then you eventually know that they're going to come around or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, just let them, yeah, just let them let it out and then it's like,
0: okay. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, I'll do it. We've all had that in relationships at least too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, then we get, uh, sort of just a. A brief little shot. It's, it's sort of a, an emotional shot and kind of, you know, it's, shows a different side of Cruz, really. We just got a shot of her in the shower, kind of crouched down and she's crying just as, you know, the water's yeah. pouring all over. It's so like, it's a, it's a powerful shot. Like, it's only on screen for a good 10 seconds, but, uh, you know, our first opportunity, I mean, we've seen Cruz cry a couple of weeks ago, but it was done in a completely different context. This one is kind of like, hey, wow, like this, this can affect her, even like the hardest of people. So, um yeah you know it's it's got a bit of an emotional kick to it when we just see cruising that shower with the sad music as well so um yeah do you have anything to say they about were...
1: i've always we've said this a hundred billion times but i've always been impressed at how well how well they can make the music fit
0: yeah exactly yeah i mean it's just it's it's done in a way that works. And um Yes. And that's a lot of the time like Martin Davich just does a great score. Um so yeah, I mean it's, it's he's definitely somebody that we really would love to get on the show. And not only just for the fact that I would love to offer him plenty of money to buy the score for this show. <laughs> uh, because again, it's been something that I've never been able to find. But yeah, they they certainly do get paid for their job well to fit the music with the uh the scenes across the way. Uh the judge is watching out the window meanwhile, it's the next morning. This is where you realise that Sully slept on the uh lazy boy next to her and hasn't been a dick about it. Um Sully's saying you shouldn't be near the window and she's kind of trying to find out why they're you know how much it costs for eight cop cars to um hang around outside. Uh Davis shows up with coffee, he just it always amazes me in these scenes in TV shows and movies when people show up with coffee and they always somehow know what type of coffee the other person wants. Like, okay, he'll know what type of coffee Sully drinks. Does he know what kind of coffee the judge drinks? <laughs> like, probably not. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, it's kind of one of these things where, like, if I randomly showed up to your house, like, hey, David, I bought you a cup of coffee. You could be lactose intolerant. I don't know that. And I bought you a cup of milk. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's weird. Anyway, um, yeah, but we find out that, uh, Animal, uh, the guy who we believe, uh, well, is sort of involved in the whole, uh, drug housing that killed Cruz's sister. Um, I guess the one person below uh, Buford, isn't it? Um, that, yes. uh His trial is today uh, that he's tried six times to get the judge removed and that this is the guy who is trying to get the judge killed uh, because it seems a little bit convenient that he keeps trying to get the uh, judge removed from the bench. So uh, the judge says that she will still be there on the bench today, even though Sully and that says it's not a good idea uh that this guy's going to try and get her killed but she's obviously like I'm not backing down I've never you know missed court I'm going to do this no matter what happens um Sully goes outside with Davis and is kind of like basically like this woman is making me crazy like what are we going to do uh but then Sully says he has a plan to get her to the courthouse alive so um he's quick on his feet old Sully isn't he like to come up with something like this Yep. so good on him it's been around for a yeah, while definitely it shows there Um, crew shows up to work. Uh, well back to, I should say the, um, the chiropractor place speaks to ginger. Um, she's given her a little bit of extra money. Um, earns, uh, some bonus for this guy. What's the guy's name that raped her? Oh, Thomas. Is it Thomas? Yes, 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 yes. Thomas Warner, Thomas Warner. So she says that people, you earned your Thomas Warner bonus. And then she kind of lies and says that, um, you know, the boss gives a bit of money there because we know he can get a little bit rough and she sort of cruise, you know, goes off and like, this has happened to other people. And she sort of implies that, you know, it's happened to me, it's happened to other people. Um And then this is kind of the line where she says like, you know, why would I report this? You know, who would believe that a hooker had been raped? Which again, it's like, it's done in such a way where it's kind of, it's sad, but true in a way. Like, it's look. I'm not. I No way. Am I implying that people in that industry can't be raped? Of course they can. Again, we said this last week. Anyone can be assaulted, but it is sadly one of these things where it's like people are going to turn around and be like, "Well, hang on a minute. Like, you know, how can you be raped? That's your job. Like, it's kind of it's it's a sad yeah, fact, it isn't it?
1: Yeah. A, I mean, a a hooker, strippers, all all those. All those people who get into that kind of stuff, yes, it does set. It does happen to them. It can happen to them just as well as anyone else. And yeah, man, society's so fucked up in that regard.
0: Yeah, it is. It is definitely the case. Um, but it's again, it's betrayed well, I think, in this episode to kind of yes, know, paint that picture of like you know, getting that understanding, I guess, of that industry and kind of um, what is, I guess implied in many aspects with things like that, and we're gonna get a little bit more of that kind of, uh, ongoing with this, um storyline. Um, Sully, meanwhile, with the judge is, uh, obviously kind of just going a little bit over the plan. The judge then asks a the question, you know, was Tatiana Sullivan your wife? You know, I saw the card in the mirror. Uh, it's kind of a bit sad, cause you're gonna be like, oh, Tatiana! You always get a bit sad whenever you hear her name, and, Sully's kind of basically yeah. just like, look, you know, my private life, life is none of your business, you know, leave it alone. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, come on, Sully, cut her some
1: slack, will you, man? Well, I, I mean,
0: yeah, I agree, but at the same time, like, it's still a touchy subject. Like, yeah, fair enough, it was on the mirror, but like, I mean, how would you feel if that happened to you? Like, you had somebody who died and I asked that question, and even if it was out in public, you'd, I think it's just a bit of a touchy subject for him still, so. I mean, it's the first yeah. time it's been mentioned, really, isn't it, since uh, Last Call? So,
1: right, right,
0: yeah. I um, guess
1: where I'm coming from with it. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I, I guess where I'm coming from with it is that you know it was an innocent, it was an innocent, an innocent remark, an innocent question. I mean, she had no way of knowing who who Tatiana was. He, she just saw the name and got curious.
0: Mm.
1: No harm in that.
0: True. But, I mean, yeah, okay, I guess that. But I guess also at the end of the day, with somebody called Tatiana Sullivan, I mean, is she going to have a picture of his sister, like, hanging up on the wall or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Um Maybe, maybe he loves his sister. Um He has a sister, uh, doesn't he? We, that gets mentioned yes, in he does. the first season. She lives yeah. in
1: Florida. Yeah, and it? Yeah, her name's
0: Fran, I think. Mm. Well, they probably change it to, like, Jenny in a later episode, don't they? Uh, they probably should get a name.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, because they're so bad with remembering names.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, let's not get involved in that again. Uh, Cruz and Munro sitting outside the uh, chiropractor office again and uh, saying that they're going to wait for this Thomas Warner uh, because, you know, he's some sort of regular there. Munro saying, like, he could be, you know, forever, but Munro's... uh, Cruz is saying, like, no, we're going to wait here. It's uh that long. Then she gets a phone call, and she's like, Bosco, why is Bosco calling me? And then she sort of looks at Munro and is like, hey, did you tell him? And then Munro's like, hey, if I was going to tell anyone, he'd be the last person I would tell. Um... And then, yeah. obviously, um we cut back to the police station. We see Bosco sort of getting dressed up, and we realise that uh, the reason why Bosco's calling Cruz is because he and Cruz have to testify against Animal at this court hearing today. So one thing I like about this episode is that they can tie in a lot of these storylines all into one. So as much as right. this Judge Holster's storyline is kind of a random storyline, that isn't, you know, the greatest storyline we ever have in third watch, they do it in a clever way in that it does tie into, I guess, the Bosco and crew stuff from last season. So I am a bit of a fan how they can connect all these things together without it seeming like... It doesn't in any way seem forced. Like, you know Whoa. that in real life, cops have to go to hearings like this. They have to give evidence. And it's something, I guess, mm-hmm. in Third Watch that... You know, you don't have to show this all the time. It's kind of we focus on the cops, paramedics, and the firefighters. We don't focus on the legal system, so to speak. Uh, it's not like Blue Bloods, essentially, where kind of you know you have a big element of the the law in that. Um, you know, with the sister involved, so, um, you know that this is something that would happen, and I I, I like the way they connect all this together. If you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yep, I got gotcha. you.
0: Yeah. Um. So and like. It's kind of, and again, it's kind of implied, like, why would Bosco be calling Cruz? Because it's not like these two have made up over the last few weeks, is it?
1: (laughs) No. Yeah, far from it. Yeah. Far from it, man.
0: Exactly. Um, So, Bosco is talking to Davis at the precinct, um, and just kind of talking a little bit about this. We hear that Cruz obviously is a star witness. Um, and then this is where we, I guess, get the big setup for what is going to happen. And I do love the shots here that we get of kind of the cop cars driving down the street. We've got like overhead shots of them driving through the city. Uh, We've got the judge and Sully having a bit of a conversation about uh Tatiana dying and kind of, You know, this is, I guess, a bit of a connection between the two because she mentions about her husband and then she mentions how all the children live within six blocks of her, but she hasn't seen them in like five years. It's kind of, you know, it's a bit of a sad story that clearly she's focused so much on a job and not a family, saying that she was a terrible mother and everything. And, you know, what does Sully say? Like, why are you so hard on yourself? And she's like, oh, I'm hard on everyone. Why should I give myself a free pass? Which is like you know, Fair it's a, enough. It's a fair point. But this is so beautifully shot. Like you mentioned the music, the tense music that is kind of here. And, you know, it kind of all pans outside the courthouse. And then we kind of pan across uh, right up to a shooter on the roof. He's kind of got a bandana with a sniper rifle. Um, you know, aiming at it and then, uh, you know, he's pointing at the gar, the car that obviously isn't the non-cop car because that's the car that we assume that the judge is in. That's the one that we saw Sully in it as well. And as they pull up to the cop house, he starts shooting. He, uh, shoots a cop in the leg. Pretty graphic. We kind of see like blood explode everywhere. Um, uh, we see Davis coming out of the car with his helmet. This guy with a sniper rifle is a terrible shot. Can I just point that out? Um, but he's firing away at the, uh, the car, and then Davis sees where he is, calls up to the snipers on the roof, and the NYPD go headshot and uh, shoot him completely <laughs> dead on the other side. And we're thinking, shit, the judge is in that car. What's happened? But then we realize that they've organized a big sort of switcheroo. Sully and the judge are actually in the ambulance, and Carlos has uh, backed them up into the courthouse that way. So that plan all along was to sneak him into the uh, sneak her into the courthouse in the ambulance, and as they get her into the um, the the courthouse Carlos says, Oh, I'm so sorry about your housekeeper. We did everything that we could. And then the judge sort of gives Sully a, a dare great facial I- um, acting there too, by Ann Martha, just the way she <coughs> stares at Sully. Um, I-, and- I thought you said she was alive. Yeah, exactly. So this whole sequence is great. Like it's just, it's tense. Like, but You might think, like, well, why aren't you going over the top of this being, you know, over-the-top action that's unnecessary? This is one of those action scenes which doesn't feel over the top to me. It feels legitimate. Like, it, you know, this to me isn't done in a way where it's like, oh, we have to have a shootout to, um, you know, keep people interested in the show. This is a shootout to me that is actually very well shot. It's tense and, like, kind of we've just got this sniper firing off rounds at the NYPD as they appear right outside the courthouse. So, to me, this yeah. is... This is great. The one thing I will say though is, I kind of feel that if this was real life, court would be cancelled. I kind of feel like yeah. if there is an attack in a judge's life outside the courthouse, that they would cancel and suspend court for the day. That is the only thing that I think is unrealistic about this. But at the end of the day, we know that's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think of this whole sequence?
1: I like it. I mean, going back to the music, I love the I love the build up. You know, as they're as they're going as they're going down there and. I mean just the and and we say this a lot you know with the dialogue and everything you know you know what's going to happen and then it ends up being something so cringeworthy but yeah the, the emotional dialogue the dramatic music the it cuts to com- cuts to commercial then comes back right and then it comes back right when it comes back that's when the shooting starts yes they got it right this time
0: yeah Completely, completely agree, and um, yeah, everything about this works incredibly well. Uh, and yeah, just the way they end with Anne Margaret and just her look on her face, it's great. Um, yeah, Cruz and uh, Monroe are still waiting outside for Thomas to show up. Um obviously Bosco keeps trying to call Cruz, so um, Cruz finally answers the phone, and this is where Bosco says like, "Where are you? You're due in court." Um, Cruz is like, "Shit, I completely forgot." Um, so then she decides to get out and do a runner towards the court. Um, but, uh, what is it, like 10 blocks away, you'll never make it or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then of course as they drive off, oh, she hasn't gotten out to run just yet, they drive off. As they go to drive off, this is of course where conveniently Thomas Warner shows up. <laughs>
1: uh, yes yeah I, th- I thought that i thought that too as they were rolling out and then i heard another car rolling in i was like i was like yep that has to be thomas warner and of course he shows up just as they're leaving
0: yep exactly <laughs> boss goes with the lawyer i wonder if she's gotten laid since the 90s yet um that uh, hasn't been laid since the 90s <laughs> chick
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: um I forgot her name. Yeah, me too. Um but Bosco basically saying that Cruz isn't here yet, but he says I'll piss him off long enough that uh we can always wait along and the lawyer's kind of like it's always something with you, isn't it? Um the judge goes into the office, uh back into her office and kind of goes off at Sully a little bit um for not telling the truth about uh his her housekeeper. She he apologizes and this is where she says like, "Look, I've never been late for court. I'm not going to start today." Um we go into the courtroom, uh, everybody rises for the judge, we see uh, Animal, Gary Barnes, he looks over his shoulder and gives a glance to another guy who, uh, as soon as he gets the glance, he decides to leave the court, which leads Sully to go into a bit of a chase after him, he follows him through the court, and then we see uh, Animal get on a motorbike, which again, just conveniently happens to be parked right outside the uh, courthouse, <laughs> and nobody ever questions that, of course, because everybody always gets to park right outside everywhere they need to go, because... Uh, that is um, how it works in TV shows and movies. And Sully says to Davis, "Look, Wait, so they swapped." What do you mean they swapped? They, they, sw-
1: oh, um, they, sw- animal and this other guy, they swapped. They swapped places, or
0: no, no, no. He he glances okay, at this okay. guy in the courthouse. He just looks at this guy who's sitting in the back of the courthouse. And when he gives him a glance, he kind of takes that as a signal and gets up and leaves. So this is where this gotcha. guy gets up and gotcha. leaves, gets on a motorbike, and then Sully and Davis. Um, they uh basically like, Hey, this guy just, you know, got a massive glance from Animal, we're gonna have to follow him, so they're gonna follow him. Yeah. Uh Jokas is wheeling back and forth in a wheelchair, she's talking to Fred, we're waiting for the uh psychiatrist to come in and uh she basically is like this is usually one on one and um Fred leaves and allows uh Yokos to um get questioned, I guess not questioned, but uh talk to the psychiatrist uh by right. herself. We've got Bosco in the stand answering questions. He's doing his best to try and stall um, the answers. And then uh, the defense lawyer eventually stands up and is like, this is ridiculous. Where's Cruz? Um, and then uh, the judge calls a recess. And then if Cruz doesn't show up, then they're going to dismiss this case. I do like kind of when Bosco walks off the stand and stares at uh, Barnes, he gives him a bit of a look and he's just kind of like, keep smiling, pal. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> a bit of a uh, back and forth. Uh, um, yeah. S- S- Sully and uh, Davis are chasing after the guy on the motorbike still. We've got Cruz and Munro stuck in traffic. Uh, then Cruz decides to get out of the car and run to the courthouse. And then Sully and Davis, they keep following the guy on the motorbike who ends up going into some sort of, um, yard with a fence. We see the guy with the hat on who delivered the flowers. And Sully gets out of the car and decides to, uh, check it out, leaving Davis, uh, there to, uh, I guess fend for himself. And meanwhile, Cruz gets into court just as the judge is about to dismiss the case, and, of course, she allows it and is like, go get yourself cleaned up and uh, we will uh, recommence the the action here. So a lot of back and forth here, Darville. I don't really know if you've got anything to yes. add, but, uh, yeah.
1: Now, moving, moving forward, we've got... Oh, man. Lost my train of thought again. That's
0: Shit. All <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah. Cruz is getting questioned... Um, here and basically we find, you know, sort of retelling the whole situation that happened with Letty. We get a couple of flashbacks from that episode. Um, and, you know, kind of, I guess, just getting some subtle questions from the prosecution. Um, and then we get the defense asking her some questions. Uh, and then kind of obviously going a little bit more into that. Uh oh actually that scene's gonna come up. We've got Yokus randomly getting questioned by the psychiatrist. She's saying that this is confidential, um, that she's working for the she's been supplied by the uh MYPD and uh basically Jokus saying, like, this pain is in my is not in my head, it's real, and the psychiatrist knows nothing about um anything of this and she's basically saying, like, hey, you made the appointment, like I know nothing about your background. So again, it's kind of like what's the point of this? (laughs) Like, why has it gone through all this um, effort for us to get to this point where basically they're just saying, like, hey, you made the appointment. I've got nothing to, you know, question you about anything that you're feeling. So, I don't know. It just feels so random.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least have the psychiatrist come in with some knowledge of faith, you know? Yeah. Especially if she was appointed by the NYPD.
0: Yeah, and it's like... I don't know. It's just it's just there like again it's great we've got Jokas because again we're not going to get Jokas for a lot of this season after like next week isn't it so um right yeah I don't know it's just I'm kind of at the point where I'm like Jokus, I love you you are the star of this show but I will be happy for this to go away for a while and come back and start afresh <laughs> Um I, yeah you know it's just I hate saying that but it's just it's just pointless we don't need this anymore Um yeah I don't know I don't know if you have anything to add on that, but yeah.
1: No, not really. I mean, yeah. we've gone in circles with this thing, to be quite honest. We have,
0: <laughs> just as we do most weeks. Um, we get a great scene, yeah. though, after this, between the defence lawyer going off at Cruz and kind of, you know, saying that, uh, you know, you've been brought into insubordination charges five times, got quotes from your supervisor that you're reckless and risk-taking. This is kind of interchanged between... Um, you know, Yokus going off about the fact that she's getting, um, you know, off lightly. And then, um, what does, what does Yokus say that she, she says, like, I wanted to shoot that bitch. And then she's kind of like, yes. no, 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 I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Again, it's like, it's, I get what they're trying to do here and kind of put the back and forth between that, but, it's got nothing to do with it. Like, it's kind of like back last season when we had the, the Yoker's flashback episodes to her and her mum as a teenager. Like, you can see what they're trying to do, but it just kind of feels out of place. It doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, and it looks kind of like this is a solid episode, but this kind of just takes away slightly why this doesn't go into being like a great episode. And I do, I do like though the stuff with Cruz, the way she's kind of like going off at the lawyer, basically, you know, being like, I give a damn and just kind of yelling at it. And then, um, basically it all ends with the judge saying that I've got enough probable cause here to hold this over and continue it on as a case. So kind of that's what we get leading up to everything and kind of the back and forth between Jokus and everything. But uh, yeah, it leads us in then basically to the final scene of this episode where Davis is watching on as uh, people are getting out of the gate and loading stuff into a car. Sully's not answering his radio. So Davis gets out of the car Pulls a gun on these guys. Um, one of them runs away. Uh, well, sort of runs away, I guess. What is he he does run away, doesn't he? He, he? He's getting stuff into the car and getting ready to drive off. That's what he's doing. And the guy right. with the hat who sort of blew up with the flowers and everything, he's got a detonator and threatening to blow up the bomb in the back of the trunk. He's got C4. Just always reminds me of that Rush Hour uh, quote when uh, we meet Chris Tucker for the first time. That's C4? I've been looking all over town with this shit, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that... That C4? Every time I hear oh, C4. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? No, I've been looking everywhere for
1: this shit, man.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Sully eventually does show up. This guy calls Davis a pig, which is enough to set Davis off a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Dave's very angry. He's still threatening to blow up. And then Sully comes out of nowhere. He points his gun. We see the guy turn his head and look, and then we hear a gunshot fade to black end of episode, pointless cliffhanger for the second week in a row. Um, yep. So, you know, what's happened Has Sully shot Davis by accident as he shot this guy, like, why does it even need to be a cliffhanger? Who else has Sully shot? Like, friendly fire, we're going to come back next week on the next third watch. Has Sully shot his partner? Like, come on.
1: <laughs> hey, not bad, Ben, not
0: bad. Nah, that's not a candle on you, Darbell, but like, <laughs> I mean, do we need this pointless cliffhanger? <laughs> no. No,
1: we really don't. We really don't. I mean, that could have happened a few minutes earlier in the episode and could have seen how it played out.
0: Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, it's... (laughs) I feel like, again, we've just ripped shit into parts of this episode, but again, I actually don't mind this episode. I'm going to say right now, I'm buying this episode. Like, I think it's a it's a decent enough episode that warrants a buy. Like, some of the stuff in the middle is great, it's tense and everything, and kind of the crew storyline's kind of getting a good run, and the fact that, you know, we've, we've got some interesting stuff to get involved in there, and it's really setting us up for next week, but... I mean, it's a buy, but it's not going to be, like, a top 20 buy or anything. I mean, I have this, I can tell you, ranked at 63 out of 98. So, there you go. Anyway, I'm, I'm wrapping up yep, on here, David. What are do you doing this episode? Yep,
1: kind of a kind of a middle buy for you. It's going to be kind of a middle slash... I hope this makes sense. A middle slash low buy for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand it. Like, I mean, again, it's, it's just there. It's a Grace Foster episode. <laughs> like, cool. Um... But yeah, anyway, I think there's enough there that we've talked about and given enough credit for. Support. Right. That's right. surrender. Pointless cliffhanger. We'll be back next week to conclude that with payback um and again a a similar episode it's it's solid it's interesting um it's there it's there um we've got a a bit of doc and getting angry again as well it's kind of the last episode we're gonna have of uh yokus for quite some time um and And yeah we think
1: it's the last one we see eugene
0: I think it is too. Uh, and we also get the, um, I guess the conclusion of the judge storyline and the conclusion of, uh, the, well, not really the conclusion, but I guess we get a bit of Bosco crew stuff next week, which is sort of nice, isn't it? So, um, yeah, yeah, some pretty tense stuff next week and it's, it's a good episode. So, yeah, any thoughts on, uh, payback next week? Just that
1: I hope I have more to say about it.
0: That's ah, all right. <laughs> We've 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 actually done well this season, I think, the fact that you know, for the most part, each episode this season has um I guess kind of been an hour long and we've kind of shortened this one, but I mean it's not like we haven't talked about things. We've covered everything in this episode, so you know right. I, I, if anything it surprised me that we've managed to talk as long in some of the other episodes as we have. So um maybe that just shows that we're talking good. I don't know. Are talking good? Is that a way of saying I suppose properly? so. Hey, you know, that's I- a good way to say it. I'm gonna say, am I speaking good English right now? I don't know. I never speak good English. Um, anyway, so that's next week. In the meantime, <laughs> like us on Facebook, subscribe on all the channels, follow us on Twitter, you know the drill, and, uh, we will be back next week to talk about payback! The episode. Um, nothing more. Uh, my name nothing is Ben. Nothing personal, don't worry. <laughs> nothing personal, exactly. My name is Ben, and anyone sees me dressed like this, they'll think I'm an insurance salesman. <laughs>
1: Oh man, my name's, my name's Darvell and as always thanks for watching, not watching, I'm sorry, we aren't doing videos. Uh, thanks for listening and we will see- <laughs> we will see you next week guys. Later. Thank you
0: for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.